When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. 1670 AM, The Zone. Rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots. It's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. I am looking forward to our conversation with John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend this morning. He'll be joining us live. Yesterday, our commodities saw pretty good gains, and this morning they're starting to give it all back. What is happening? John will bring us the latest. How are you? Welcome in. I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee, and we are talking about that. We're also talking about fall enrollment at some of our agriculture colleges across the state of Wisconsin and plenty more. Ag weather with Stu Muck is coming up. The forecast in front of me is calling for a partly sunny sky on this Tuesday. Looks like daytime highs are going to soar to 91 degrees. Tomorrow, sunshine and 85. Thursday, sunshine and 88. Friday, sunshine and 88. Possibility of showers coming in on the weekend. Still bring us those details coming up. Again today, Julie Bomar, Wisconsin Farmers Union Executive Director with us, talking about the Dairy Together program, a growth management program for dairy. And Julie, what is this program really trying to do? Well, it's really trying to control the volatile cycles that dairy producers have been experiencing over decades. And uh, what what the, the goal of it is, is really to try to coordinate the growth and, and control a little bit the growth uh, and so that we can match supply better with demand. And uh, if farmers can coordinate amongst themselves and lead the effort themselves, then they will uh, produce less, which will increase the price over the long term for everybody. So it's it's a, what a lot of other commodity groups do by controlling the supply to meet demand better. And that's the plan for Dairy Together for the dairy industry with Julie Bomar of the Wisconsin Farmers Union, the executive director. That is our Farmers Union Minute. Well, if you've heard me talk on any number of occasions, you know that I am a dog lover. Currently, the parent, if you will, to two Sheltie dogs that are coming up on their fifth birthday. But dogs have always been a part of my life. Fabulous farm bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And for a lot of farms, the dog is a staple, a part of the family. Sometimes that dog is just a companion, something that kind of gets in the way or makes you feel better on a bad day. Other times, it's a more serious dog that's really actually helping the farm to get chores done. Allison Lund joins us this morning to talk a little bit more about those dogs that are more than just companions. Right, Allison? I've been able to learn about all sorts of animals lately, but I'd have to say that learning about working dogs ranks pretty high up there. I got to talk with Lori Perry, the president of the Wisconsin Working Stock Dog Association. Here she tells me more about what a working dog actually is. Well, a working stock dog is a dog that can uh, effectively move livestock, farm animals, from one place to another or bring them through an alleyway, um, maybe for some doctoring, um, bring them from pasture to pasture, sort off moms and babies from the rest of the group, uh, anything like that is, um, is a working working stock dog, and they might be working cattle or sheep or even ducks, chickens, even pigs. 
anything that might be around the farm, really. The most common are border collies, healers. There are blue healers, Australian uh, healers, and there are Australian shepherds, bearded collies. Those are the most common. Sometimes you will find an effective dog in the rough collie breed, rough or smooth collie breed. Sometimes there are also Kelpies and some other breeds coming up that do some effective work also. But I think the most common that you will see in competition especially is the Border Collie. Okay, so it sounds like there's quite a variety of breeds. Now, what does the training look like for these dogs, and what do you have to do to sort of maintain that from generation to generation? First of all, the the pup should have some natural instinct uh, bred right into it. It's important that the parents actually work stock uh, as, as well as um, grandparents, great-grandparents, and so on, because the instinct can be lost fairly quickly in just a couple generations or so. So it's important not, not to get a pup from just working lines, but working parents to give yourself the best chance of having a nice working dog. There cannot, even with the best matchups, there might be uh, what you might call a dud in the group where it doesn't work out real good on stock. But often those dogs can be very good at other venues like agility or obedience or um, fly ball or something uh, because of their work ethic. They excel at those kind of things too. But as far as training, uh, puppies just need to be puppies for a while and you teach them some basics respecting space and to come when it's called and how to walk on a leash and the basic things. Um, eventually, the pup will start taking in an interest in the stock, just watching it, the livestock as they see them out in the pen or something. But it's very important not to let the pup in with livestock without your guidance and supervision because they can get into bad habits very quickly or they can even get hurt. But it's, um, it's quite a process over several years to have a good working dog. It's important to get either proper instruction or to know what you're doing yourself to make a good working dog. There's, it becomes a relationship and a partnership where the handler and the dog work together to accomplish a goal of, of moving the livestock where you need them. So I can imagine that these dogs differ from, you know, your average pet dog that you might have that lives in the house. So how do you see that their brains are wired differently or they have these instincts that set them apart from other dogs? Well, the instinct to herd is actually a derivative of the prey drive. Hundreds of years ago, mankind started actually breeding the dogs to help them with their livestock. They, instead of attacking and killing, they took the dogs that didn't so much kill, but maybe just cornered it or something like that. And it all kind of began there. And the prey drive has been molded and refined where they don't want to kill the animal, but it's more of a control. And you work with this dog to accomplish that 
what the goals that you that you look for. That's interesting to see how it's changed over the years and how you've shaped them sort of into this image of a helpful working dog that can work alongside you. Now, I can imagine that the care for these dogs differs from other dogs. You know, what kind of food do you have to feed them? What does their routine look like from day to day? And how much does it cost compared to other dogs? Well, I don't think that the cost uh, really is any different. Um, They need the same type of, of care as far as food and veterinary care and such as as other dogs a good diet is important for a pet dog or a working dog Um, you may need to have more calories into a working dog they mean may need to have a maybe a higher little higher fat content uh, so that they can have the energy to to work all day um and that said, your herding breeds do have a lot of energy. They need that energy to do the hard work and to be able to work all day. So they typically aren't the best pets. If you're looking for a pet that's just going to kind of just hang around and maybe chill out a lot of the times while you watch movies or something, they are bred to work. They don't necessarily make good pets uh, for a lot of homes. There's a lot of herding dogs that are in rescue because people didn't realize what they were getting. They want a very, very smart dog, which herding breeds are known to be the, the smartest of dogs. And they'd like that smart dog, but with that smart dog comes a lot of energy and the intelligence to figure out making something to do. If you don't provide a job for them, they will figure out something to do. And a lot of times it's not going to be what you might want. They get into trouble or they start developing like neurotic behaviors because they just don't know what to do with themselves. They might start obsessing over a ceiling fan or just digging so many holes in your yard or, um, you know, just, just inventing, they invent things to do, and it's not usually to our liking if they don't have enough to do. They need to exercise not just their body, they need to exercise their brain too. It sounds like it's important to keep these working dogs uh, stimulated and busy and occupied, but I also know that another arena that they take part in is competition. I've heard of these trials that take place throughout the summer. Could you sort of outline those for me? What are the trials? The Wisconsin Working Stock Dog Association is involved with putting on a couple trials each year. And uh, the biggest one being held Labor Day weekend in Hudson, Wisconsin. That's near the Minnesota border. And it is a USBCHA sanctioned trial, which is the United States Border Collie Handlers Association, which is a, uh, a national association that promotes working trials around the country. People that compete at these trials can be eligible for points, and they may qualify for the national finals that is held in the fall every year. Um, We hold a, a large trial in Hudson each year, and competitors from all over the United States 
and Canada come to compete at this trial, which is one of the premier trials in the country. And we're very proud of that. It takes all year really to put on that trial to make sure that we have everything in place. And it's it's a five-day trial, and it's really something to see. It's it's just amazing to see good dogs, good dogs and handlers work. Lori Perry, president of the Wisconsin Working Stock Dog Association, with a look at working dogs and the trials that are held every summer in Wisconsin. As Lori mentioned, there's a lot of work that goes into holding the trials so that these hardworking dogs can show off their skills. So for more information about how to volunteer or join the association, visit WWSDA.org. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Allison Lund. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Sometimes it's nice to let the kids have their own space downstairs. It's also pretty awesome to expand that basement into usable living space or entertainment area. Actuate Improvement will transform your basement into a livable area everyone can enjoy. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company specializing in kitchens, baths, and basements. Let's get the conversation started with a complimentary estimate, consultation, and suggestions. ActuateLLC.com. Design. Create. Actuate. You know what makes car buying unpleasant? The pressure. The absolutely out of control, uncomfortable pressure. You know what causes that? Salespeople. Salespeople on a commission pushing you into a car they want to sell you. Bergstrom Automotive got rid of that. All of that. When you come into any Bergstrom Automotive location in Madison or Middleton, you're a guest. You'll be met by one of their advisors. Whether you pick the most expensive car on the lot or a discount used car, their advisors get paid the same. Bergstrom advisors know that the only thing they have to do is listen to you and help you find the right car. And if for some reason you don't find the perfect vehicle, they'll shake hands and hope you come back again. But pressure? No, never. The better way is at Bergstrom. BergstromAuto.com. Rural Mutual Insurance is a proud sponsor of the Wisconsin State Fair. As a thank you for your support, they're giving away State Fair tickets. Visit RuralMutual.com slash win and enter to win State Fair tickets. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Talking about all kinds of things on a Tuesday, not the least of which is going to be commodities when our man uh, John Heinberg joins us uh, live a little bit later this morning. Also talking about how college enrollment is looking this fall for at least one of our agriculture-related universities in the state. And if you're having a tough time finding Wisconsin strawberries, guess what? You're not alone. That's all coming up. Right now, time to pivot and check in on what's happening with our weather scene. Stu Muck, Ag Meteorologist, joining us live this morning. Yeah, everybody talking about weather. And as you can imagine, that's part of the story behind the strawberry situation that our growers face this year. And even the corn-soybean ratings are not all that confident. Uh, you know, it's it's just one of those deals. One day of good weather does not change the previous 30. 
No, no, that's it. And, you know, we do need a little more timely rain, no doubt about that. And heading into this really hot, sticky couple of days, that doesn't sound all that great. There's going to be more of that hot weather at the end of the week as well. So it doesn't change in a real big way. Let's look at things this morning. Low pressures out in North Dakota. A warm front up near the U.S.-Canadian border up around Lake Superior, northern parts of the U.P. And around that front, there is rain, showers and thunderstorms. Southern Canada, northern Minnesota up across Lake Superior. Some scattered light rain in northwest Wisconsin sprinkles there and a little more rain right in central minnesota right from the south central to the north central part of the state all of that activity is trying to build east but i don't expect we're in for a big rain day around here lacrosse and Boston may see a small shower chance here yet late today otherwise that small chances around overnight and just into wednesday when a cool front actually will pass through wisconsin what I'm saying, though, is just the small chance of a scattered shower or an isolated thunderstorm. I don't expect a whole lot of rain, even if we see it. It does cool us off a bit for Wednesday, but then the heat really quickly comes back in, back into the upper 80s for Thursday, upper 80s as we look at Friday and right into the weekend. County fair weather on the very warm side and humid, no doubt about that with a little more of that rain chance around late this week, late Friday or just into Saturday. Could mean a little moisture around that time to keep things maybe a little more damp and comfortable instead of the very hot and humid pattern. I'll have forecast details right after this. When hot weather strikes, cattle are stressed. Feed intake decreases and milk production drops. Summer heat may also impact the performance of your herd's reproductive program. Protect your bottom line this summer. Add BioVet's Bovine Gold Light to the TMR and keep your livestock hydrated, milk production up, and breeding program in check. Add Bovine Gold Light to your operation today. Find BioVet online at bio-vet.com. Bio-vet.com. Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual Insurance is a proud sponsor of the Wisconsin State Fair. As a thank you for your support, they're giving away State Fair tickets. Visit RuralMutual.com slash win and enter to win State Fair tickets. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Alrighty, Stu, let's go ahead and talk more about that forecast. You know, the other part uh, you'd mentioned about the comfort level, uh, unfortunately, the humidity, the, what do you call it, dew point, already pretty uncomfortable this morning. Oh, yeah, it's a warm, sticky start to the day. You know, we're in the mid-70s, our dew point temperature this morning in the upper 60s. That means there's just a lot of moisture out there. Sunny skies, very warm and sticky today, and there is some slight rain chance, lacrosse and mosting yet later this afternoon. Upper 80s could be a 90 here or there, with southwest winds picking up a little bit at least around 5 to 15 relatively clear overnight and still a slight chance of a shower especially late in the night toward early morning i'd expect low 70s with the south winds 5 to 15 maybe gusting to 25 in the night sunny skies wednesday a slight rain chance again it could be in the morning in the west more likely late afternoon in far eastern wisconsin still in the mid 80s for highs west winds 5 to 15 will gust to 25 some rain chance just into wednesday night Sunny skies warming up again Thursday, upper 80s, west winds at 5 to 10, and mid and upper 80s with sun on Friday, Pam. So the warmth 
just kind of stays around. We get a little break tomorrow. Yeah, I just wish it was, you know, normally at this time of the day, you figure it's going to be comfortable, but it's still kind of even sticky out there already this morning. A lot of 70s ready now yeah. with that dew point up there and the temperature, the humidity. It's, yeah, yeah. it's not a nice start. <laughs> All right, Stu. Stu Mock, our ag meteorologist, with your weather update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. In the agricultural world, we have equipment to put the seed in the ground, take it all the way through its growing season, and put it in the bin. I would definitely recommend Ziegler. The equipment they sell and service is amazing. They care about you, they care about your businesses. They're there to help you, and that's their number one job. Whether you're a large farm, small farm, Ziegler has the equipment that's going to take care of you and fit your needs, and the support and people to back it up. Reliability is everything, so that's why I choose Ziegler. For agriculture equipment, ZieglerAg.com. While you spent a lot more time around your home the last couple of years, you may have noticed a few things you'd like to have spruced up. Sign up for W.E. Davies Handyman Membership, and they'll help you stay ahead of the maintenance and repairs with a professional result. Boycott putting things off. W.E. Davies & Sons Remodeling brings a fresh perspective to your building project. We're a local family business with services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. For stunning, transformative results, visit wedaviesremodeling.com. New kitchen? New bath? You can increase the value of your home without draining your savings account. AF Construction has easy finance options. For a limited time, 12 months, same as cash loans are available with approved credit. See the website for details. AF Construction, your local hands-on remodeling contractor, offering line item estimates and eye-popping results. For your free consultation, visit afconstructionllc.com. Get ready for a remarkable new look. Looking for extra cash? Did you witness a crime? Or maybe you have information about ongoing criminal activity in the Madison area. We give cash for clues. Madison Area Crime Stoppers is a nonprofit organization that helps prevent and solve crimes in our community by working with Dane County residents, law enforcement agencies, and media partners. So how does it work? When you share information with Crime Stoppers, a confidential code will be generated to protect your identity. If your tip results in an arrest and filing of criminal charges or the apprehension of a fugitive, you'll receive a cash reward. Keep your tip ID and password so you can check the status of your tip. Once the arrest or apprehension is confirmed, arrangements will be made for you to collect your reward anonymously. Your confidentiality is important to us. Any individual who contacts Crime Stoppers will always remain anonymous. Call 608-266-6014 or go to p3tips.com. Madison Area Crime Stoppers, your safety is always our priority. You want new floors, but you're not sure if you can do it yourself. With Wiseway Flooring designers and technicians, you'll have the knowledge and confidence to complete the job for a fraction of what you might think. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Economwalk. See how our helpful hints might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. A unique style of great country music. It's Colt Ford. With the outlaw southern sounds of the Lax. Performing live Sunday, August 14th at Ho-Junk Gaming, Wisconsin Dells. Tickets are on sale now through Ticketmaster. See a John Deere in the field, we can ride it. It's Colt Ford and the Lax. 
Sunday, August 14th at Ho-Junk Gaming, Wisconsin Dells, your grown-up getaway. Must be 21 to attend the Colt Ford and Lax concert and to enter the gaming floor. Kids want to share what's going on in their lives with the adults around them. Parents, grandparents, teachers, coaches, and more. They want to know you're listening, and they want to listen to you. They want your input and guidance, early and often, on all kinds of topics. When it comes to a serious subject like underage drinking, they want to know your expectations, as well as how and why, as a young person, they should avoid alcohol. How you talk about it will change as your child grows, but the important thing is to talk about it. Not just once for an hour when you think the time is right, but in 60 one-minute conversations and more that are part of your everyday talks. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Because of you, someone gets to stay home in familiar surroundings. Because of you, there will always be a friendly smile. Because you are the bright star in someone's life. Bright Star Home Care is looking for caregivers and nurses. Bright Star believes working one-on-one with clients in their homes means better care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the bright star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com. How, how have you been living, my brother? I just played Metallica's Whiskey in the Jarro. And I've been hitting some whiskey lately. How about you? Uh, there, there has been some whiskey in the forecast. There is some whiskey still seeping out of the pores three days later. It's, it's, it's been a good run. It's been, unlike the brewers, it's been a good week in Wagner land. Well, I feel like that's why I've been drinking whiskey more and more so because of the Milwaukee brewers. It's uh, this tough sledding right here. Now, uh, have you seen the movie Gladiator, Andrew? I have. Now, you know, Maximus, he's out there fighting, whatever, and, and Commodus, the, the emperor, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's role, he does the, uh, the thumb, where he goes thumbs up, thumbs down for whatever gladiator's fighting to either end him, you know, keep him fighting or send him to his demise. The Milwaukee Brewers yeah. at the All-Star break, I have now dubbed you Andrew Commodus Wagner. Do you give the Brewers at the All-Star break, who are in first place, by the way, a thumbs up or a thumbs down? I mean, it's like I said last week, there's two ways of looking at it. They've played most of this half without some really key players. Um, I, they basically had not had Freddie Peralta almost the entire first half. They missed Brandon Woodruff, Woodruff for a chunk. Uh, they got Jack Squat out of low cane and released him. Hunter Renfro was on the IL. Um, you look at all the guys that have been out so far, and yet they're still in first place. Um, that's that's pretty good. You know, they're supposed to be in first place. That's what you're expecting them to be. You knew they weren't going to run away with it, but you're, they are where you expect them to be. And I think, all things considered, they're in a good spot right now going into this break. It stinks the way they went into it. Um, definitely a reason for, for concern, but they're still in first place. They're still in the driver's seat. Uh, they're still a quality team. They got some bumps to figure out, but other than that, I mean, there's no reason why this team won't make the playoffs. So, Andrew, what do you make of the entering the all-star break struggles? Because we've seen it in 2018, 2019, 2021, and now this season. It seems to be a pattern now under council. I mean, it just happens. It's baseball. There's 162 games. You're going to have slumps like this at one point or another. 
They just happen to hit one as it goes on the All-Star break. Whether there's a rhyme or reason to it, that's anybody's guess. But, I mean, I don't think there's anything in the Brewers mantra that says, uh, we're, we're just going to stink going into this break. I mean, you can't can't really predict Josh Hader giving up, you know, a salami like that. That, that, that That's a freak thing. Not uh, just one just salami, three salamis. Yeah. That's, that's a rough patch. It's a rough patch. <laughs> I think they're going to be fine. I think Hader's going to be fine. There's my next question. Uh, I mean, are you worried about Josh? I mean, he does this like every July where he gets blown up. Is this like, yes. this is this is just a little I'm Josh Hader July and then he figures it out? We, we've seen this out of him. Um, you know, I I think maybe there, there's some, uh, he's a new father. You know, there's a lot of that weighing on his mind. Yeah. Combined with like his history. So I, I think he's fine. I don't think there's any. I, I'm shocked at hearing people say they got to trade him, they got to trade him, and they got to trade him. I know. Him. It's like, what, One, why? Why? Right. And, and, and the biggest thing is well, if he's a bum in your eyes, why would you think anyone else is going to trade for him? Like, Because David Stearns is a genius. Come logic. on, dude. Yeah, David, Stearns could sell, David Stearns could sell an, uh, a ketchup popsicle to a lady wearing white gloves, dude. He can sell water to a well, fire to hell. I am a hustler, baby. Come on, David Stearns. Man, you were fired up this morning. <laughs> he is. <laughs> Someone's got to be. Come on. All right, so, Andrew, looking at this uh, uh, and the Milwaukee Brewers, and I agree with you. They've been, you know, Freddie Peralta, I mean, getting him back is going to be huge uh, in the second half of this season. Uh, but right now, I mean, offensively, obviously the Brewers have the pitching. But offensively, are we just like a stretch of getting hot away from the Brewers clearing some ground? Or is this going to be kind of a problem moving forward? Or can they get a bat before the trade deadline? What do you think? The, I'll start there. What are the Brewers, in your opinion, going to do for the trade deadline? I, that's a tough question. I have no idea because anytime you expect David Sturge to do one thing, he does another. Um, I, I think he's definitely looking for a bat. Whether one is out there to be had remains to be seen. Um, I do think this offense is better than it's shown. I mean, we saw earlier this year, they have the ability to just pile on runs and go on a tear there for a while. So they're not as horrible as it seems. Um, but they do need some help. So I think I think going out and finding one bat that could be a little bit more consistent Juan might not Soto. be a power type guy. Yes, that's, that's exactly. I hear it's going to be <laughs> Keston here straight up for Juan Soto. Sows, cows, plows. Heck, anything connected to farming's on the menu here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Young. Boy, I think uh, probably the most comfortable time of the day to be outdoors is right around now. It's going to be a hot, sticky Tuesday. Look for daytime highs today under partly sunny skies to reach 91 degrees, and that does not factor in the heat index. Tomorrow, sunshine and 85. Thursday, sunshine and 88. Friday, sunshine and 88. So a stressful week for any of our youth livestock exhibitors that are going to have from the small animals right up to the big animals. They've got to think ahead before they bring those animals to the fair. And this week, we've got the Green County Fair, Dane County Fair, Fond du Lac County Fair all rolling through. I'll be at the Dane County Fair on Friday evening for the Youth Livestock Auction. Saturday, the Farm Bay Boogie Tractor Parade. Stephanie Hoff and our own Charity Seebecker are headed to the Fond du Lac County Fair on Thursday. And Allison Lund, our summer intern, making time for the Green County Fair tomorrow, trying to get it all in for you. Speaking of getting it all in for you, don't forget, John Heinberg, Market Advisor with Total Farm Marketing. 
is going to be joining us live in just a little bit. Today is the 19th day of July. On this day in 1903, the very first Tour de France came to an end. Uh, Maurice Guerin became the first person to win the debut of the now annual bike race. The first Tour de France comes to an end on this day back in 1903. On this day in 1900, the Paris Metro opened, one of the densest metropolitan areas in the world, the second largest metro system in Europe, opened for the very first time during the World's Fair back in 1900. And now a lot of those folks in Europe, I don't know if you've been reading the headlines, they're not even able to use or encouraged to use the metro because the heat is so extreme in Europe right now. They're so ill-prepared as far as air conditioning that those metros are running slower and people are suffering, to say the least. You know, this weather in Wisconsin has been a tricky business this year, no matter what you're doing. Uh, if you're involved in outdoor activity at all, you've probably witnessed it yourself. And if you're a Wisconsin strawberry grower, it's been particularly frustrating. Stephanie Hoff got a chance to attend the Wisconsin Berry Growers Field Day last week, hosted by Creek Bed Country Pharmacy in Poinette. Daryl Schenenberg is the patriarch of that farm, and he says the weather made his strawberry crop this year unlike any other, 50% less than what he grew a year ago. You know, you look at our winter, it was quite dry. Um, we did not have very much snow, and as we went into spring, it stayed cool, and there's no question that uh, if you look at last year to this year, um, everything is probably two weeks behind. So we uncovered the strawberries two weeks later than normal, and it really showed when it was time, let's say, for blossoms to come out. You know, that crop had been trying to grow, but it didn't really have a chance to put a ton of blossoms on. So the crop is probably about 50% of what it is on a normal year in production-wise, but also a lot later. Um, and there was some uh, bug uh, problems, too. But uh, we've never had strawberries this late in the season picking ever. Daryl Schenenberg, he is the owner-operator of Creek Bed Country Pharmacy in Poinette, where he said he is absolutely disappointed in this year's strawberry crop. And he said it's a story that's being shared by growers from Eau Claire all the way to Green Bay and then some. They're just wrapping up their berry picking season now. And like he said, it's about the latest they've ever gone. We'll take a break back in a moment with the latest Wisconsin crop progress update. Looks like our corn and soybean growers aren't necessarily thrilled with their crop either. Stick around. I've got some cheese curds that I'm willing to share. Then I want to ride that giant slide over there. So if you've got 11 days to spare, won't you come with me to the Wisconsin State Fair? Won't you come with me to the Wisconsin Something for everyone. Wisconsin State Fair, presented by U.S. Cellular, August 4th through the 14th. As a dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. McFin Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bowpeller pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bowpeller milk receiver pump, patented by McFenn Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry. We were just talking about the late season on our strawberry crop. Well, guess what? 
It's looking like it's going to be a late season for a lot of our corn and soybeans, too. The latest crop progress report across the state shows 9% of our corn is silking. That's five days behind last year, four days behind our five-year average. 77% of our corn crop rated good to excellent. That is up a percentage point since last week. Soybeans. 46% of our soybeans are blooming. That's eight days behind last year, one day behind our five-year average. About 5% of our soybeans are setting pods. That's 11 days behind last year and a week behind average. 76% of our soybeans call good to excellent right now, down two percentage points from last week. Winter wheat, about 92% of that is coloring, means we're getting ready to move into the harvest. In fact, uh, right now, growers say 86% of the winter wheat looks good to excellent, up about a percentage point from last week. So, again, a mixed bag as far as our crops in Wisconsin are concerned. It's a mixed bag in Chicago as far as markets are concerned this morning as well. Dow Jones Industrial Average is up about 50 points right now, but... Our commodities are now softer. We've got December corn down 11.5 at 5.99. November soybeans are down 12, 13.68. September wheat down 3.5 at 8.09. Yesterday in Chicago, barrel cheese gained 3 cents at 2.10. 40 pound block cheese was down 2 at 197.5. Double A butter up 3.5, 296.5. Currently, August milk's unchanged. 2029 100 weight. September closed. 38 cents higher at 2057 100 weight. Well, we're already starting to see the back to school sales sweep across social media and uh, popular sources like TV and radio. A lot of college kids getting ready to start packing up and heading back to campus. On the University of Wisconsin River Falls campus, it looks like they're ready to welcome plenty of students to the College of Agriculture, Food, and Environmental Sciences, CAFES, as they call it. Dean Dale Gallenberg says the numbers are getting better, but even now, two years into the pandemic, there's a lot of uncertainty on university campuses. So at, at this point in time, I would say the enrollment in uh Academic programs in CAFES uh, for fall 2022 will be approximately 1,300 uh, total students across the uh, majors in the college. Um, Those numbers will fluctuate uh, as we potentially bring in more students throughout the rest of the summer and uh, realize some yield melt of students who have registered but uh, for one reason or another, may not actually show up this fall. Dean Dale Gallenberg from the University of Wisconsin River Falls College of Agriculture, Food, and Environmental Sciences. We're kind of polling all of our state universities that offer agriculture curriculum. UW River Falls, one of the first that we were in contact with. So look for that information, not only here on the radio, but also up at MidwestFarmReport.com, Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook, and make sure that you sign up for our daily e-newsletter. Then you won't miss a thing. Boy, I don't want to miss a thing when it comes to these markets. Up next, our friend John Heinberg, market advisor. Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend gives us the latest developments influencing the numbers. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
Wisconsin Farm Bureau is an exciting organization because it has a plethora of opportunities for young farmers and agriculturists, specifically a young farmer and agriculturist program for members ages 18 to 35, where you can learn about leadership development, advocating for agriculture, and network with your peers. WFBF.com. You'll learn so much. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. While the rest of the world seems to be moving in slow motion, you're ready to gear it up. Sugar River Raceway is now open for the season, and the track is calling your name. A half-mile paved sprint course with 10 challenging turns. This is no slow-as-you-go amusement park ride. These are full-blown 50-mile-an-hour screaming machines. Book your bachelor party, company outing, or your badass desire for speed at SugarRiverRaceway.com. Just 40 minutes south of Madison and Broadhead. Get your race on! That squeal you're hearing while you come to a stop, that's your brakes crying for help. At Tom's Auto Center, we offer five-star brake repair on all makes and models. Stop by for a brake fluid and brake inspection. If your brakes are talking to you or screaming for help, we'll diagnose it and give you a written estimate. We want you to be able to trust your brakes. Tom's Auto Center. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. What's the difference between shopping William Thomas Custom Jewelry and a franchise jewelry store? The young rep at the franchise store probably knows more about their cell phone than they do exquisite jewelry. And where will they be in the future when you need them? William Thomas Custom Jewelry is a Madison original, and they'll be here for you whenever you need them. Creating one-of-a-kind pieces and here for the long haul. William Thomas Custom Jewelry, your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Young. Uh, yes, as promised on a Tuesday morning, time for us to catch with our friend John Heinberg, market advisor, Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. But last week I saw him up in Wisconsin Dells, and he just returned from a road trip to Kentucky. So what did the windshield time tell you about our crops, John? Well, I took the scenic route through Illinois on the way home yesterday just to kind of get the first off, avoid Chicago, and just to get a good look at everything. And things look pretty doggone good all the way through Indiana, into in Illinois, all the way up into Wisconsin. There's a lot of good potential out there. I mean, it's always going to come down to those key rains, and that's kind of some of what we saw. You got some showers in the forecast. Uh, the area I was in in Kentucky was actually pretty dry, and they picked up really good rain while we were there on Sunday. Uh, so, again, it just looks like there's a lot of potential out there, and we see that reflection in the market any chance we get a little bit of moisture you can see the market wants to sell off uh the money's still just a little bit cautious of being you know even with this warmer forecast you know, last i checked warm and wet is greenhouse conditions and crops like that at this time frame i i know that our wisconsin farmers are not necessarily overly confident uh, the other part it's not just about the quality of the crop right now it's about the maturity wisconsin's corn and soybean crops are lagging a little bit behind average john yeah, and I would say that's something I did see on the trip too, especially in the soybean side of things, and that things did look a little bit behind. And you know, obviously that came with some of the later planning and things that we dealt with this spring. And we'll need ourselves a good long fall in terms of the frost dates and things of that nature to hit our maximum crop out there. Obviously in that regard, uh, but again, at least like I said, the potential is very good right now, and that's still something the market's going to keep in front of it. Now we need to see if there's any yield adjustments. We'll see how the temperatures kind of hold out into August. 
you know, that'll be more of a story in the bean market in terms of getting that crop put together. Uh, but right now, like I said, things look pretty doggone good out there with the exception, maybe some beans that look a little bit behind and maybe some spottier areas. Uh, it's been a little while since we talked with you. There was a lot of conversation in the marketplace recently about pulling bean acres into corn. What What is the market talking about as far as the final settlement on planted acres, especially in areas where we didn't really know, North Dakota, some of Minnesota? Yeah, we got the resurvey going on. That'll come out in the August report uh, after we got the acres numbers in June. That was something USDA stated. You know, again, due to the late planting and the weather conditions, they're going to go resurvey those bean acres, and we'll get that official number again off those August numbers. Uh, so we'll see how that comes into play. Still think we're going to be down a little bit on those bean acres, kind of like the market anticipated. Again, uh, just even uh, the window shield time frame, you can see there's a pretty good mix between corn and beans out there in those key states that I kind of went through uh so but again we'll watch what those numbers give us uh but uh, still expect things to be a little bit lower on those bean acres from what we saw back in that march intentions going into that june report you know another grower made a point to me farmers had to certify their crop acres already would that not be a telltale sign you know, a lot of times the numbers we get from the USDA and what we get through the AS, you know, the certified acres, there's a, just a discrepancy there as well as still te- some of the prevent plant acres. So there's a lot of little moving parts. You know, we'll get those acres too of the, you know, when the risk assessment numbers come out also in that August window. Uh, so we'll see where things are. I, again, the USDA uses those surveys as more of a generality, and that's kind of what the market still wants to buy into. And we'll figure those final acres out it won't happen until the end of September. Talk to me about wheat in Wisconsin. We're getting closer and closer to the combine. But again, some folks a little concerned about test weights, protein levels, and moisture. You know, again, it's a bit of a mixed bag out there from talking to some of the producers. You know, wheat conditions are still strong in that regard. In fact, we saw a big jump in the spring wheat as we got some good moisture across those northern northern plains here the last few weeks. And that's really helping that crop come along. Now they're throwing some heat to it. So things are going to look pretty good there. I think that's what's been weighing on the wheat market. Plus just the overall global scale of things in terms of just that lack of concern that, you know, we got wheat supplies out there and prices have tumbled in that regard. You know, again, wheat's always a very fickle crop and I know producers are concerned about where we are in terms of some of that quality uh, but it just feels like we're at least starting to get uh, some decent supplies that's weighed on prices but with that we've also seen a good pickup in demand here recently and maybe that'll give us some stability last week's wheat export sales were very very strong finally getting maybe some of that business uh, back to the United States with that Ukraine crop still a mess Mm. Let's pivot just quick here. John Heinberg, Market Advisor, Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, joining us. Their website, TotalFarmMarketing.com. Quick at uh, dairy, but an up and down situation. We've got barrel and black cheese going in opposite directions. Yeah, but overall, the trend has been lower in that in those cheese prices. Now we got block cheese now back under the $2 handle here yesterday. Barrels are still also reflecting some weakness. You know, we'll still have to see how things kind of stabilize. You know, that milk market stayed sideways for so long, kind of holding that $23 to $25 range, you know, through February, March into April. And, you know, finally it's broken through. I was a little concerned about that. When you get those markets that consolidate that long at a certain level, when they do break, we see a pretty good pull. And that 
that also came into play too. It's just the commodity weakness we saw in June and into the first part of July as the money just left the commodity sector, whether it was the anti-inflation play or whatever it was. Maybe we can find some stability here around the $20 handle. You know, obviously got some heat coming in. That's going to come into play on milk production. Cheese demand and things of those things is still fairly strong internationally as well as domestically. So hopefully we got some stability here, you know, but even though we've lost quite a bit off those highs from earlier this spring. You know, we're hearing a lot about heat across the European Union. What are we hearing about milk production globally? You know, again, that's still going to be an area that we continue to probably see some weakness in a year-over-year basis because of what's happening out there, plus also just the move in global prices. You know, the European heat wave is a very interesting topic and dynamic right now. It's something we've never seen historically to this level, so we'll have to see how that comes into play overall in that European milk production and what happens there. Again, there's some stability and maybe in this $20 window we had to get down to that level. We'll have to see how things kind of shake out. We're going to see that production drop here in the United States as well especially if that heat can stay around. It looks like, according to the forecast, it's going to go into August. Well, and that European heat not only impacting uh, milk production, but a lot of grain that uh, is that normally would be produced in that region that just isn't materializing. Exactly. And that's still you know, little bits and pieces. You know, the global grain supply is still extremely tight and then we're it's gonna not take much to get this thing to move around again so very quickly. You know, producers though, we need to still think focus on what's in front of us. Still good value out there. We got a good crop coming, how the money handles things as well. So gonna be a big factor in where it wants to flow. You know, right now we're just in that seasonal window where it just might be difficult for prices to maintain some good rallies, and I'd be a seller into those rallies with that potential that's out there. <laughs> that's all that's that's the way I feel too, John, but it's always in the rearview mirror for me. Yeah, I gotcha. Tell tell people how they can get in touch with you again, John, if they're looking for uh, somebody to help them through, like you said, this now inflation-influenced market. Sure, I'd love to chat with them anytime. Give me a call, 800-334-9779, or shoot me an email at johnh at totalfarmmarketing.com. And as you mentioned before, don't forget about that website, totalfarmmarketing.com. A lot of great info for our producers out there. All right, unpack your suitcase, and we'll plan on talking to you next week, okay? Sounds good. Have a great week. John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing, joining us live this morning from West Bend. And like he said, kind of got to keep an eye on a lot of different elements out there. If you need somebody in your corner to try to make sure that uh, you're thinking thing through things through, that's uh, that's the guy that you probably want to reach out to. Again, John H at TotalFarmMarketing.com or just go to their website, totalfarmmarketing.com. He'll be back with us again on Tuesday. All right, tomorrow, we're catching up with Angie Horkin from the Wisconsin Beef Council. Boy, those folks were busy last week at Wisconsin Farm Technology Days with food demos and talking to producers about how their checkoff dollars are being spent. A lot of investment going in back into school classrooms for the fall term of 2022. We'll talk about it tomorrow. See you then. Take care of yourself, take care of your animals, take care of your livestock today.